Good morning, people of this planet Earth. It is I, the voice in your ear again. <laughs> and welcome to the Stream of Random Podcast, the worst podcast on the planet. Yet you are tuned in, you are listening, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Today we're going to have a fun show. And um, <clears throat> I have some stuff to share with you. First of all, Gary Knoll said that laughter is a sign of healthiness. And people who can't laugh generally have higher, higher blood pressure. And um, I'm exploring the uh, right brain, the creative side. And um, <clears throat> for you people who are just too analytical and like my podcast, here are some exercises you can do to, um, to uh, increase your right brain capacity and the connections between the right and the left. First of all, you can start writing stuff or drawing with your, with your left hand. And I did that this morning, and um, I was having a lot of fun. And I drew a picture. I didn't record the video for performance art, but I might do that later. Make a new one. But I drew a picture. And um, I was doing some of my little diagram thingies, like I showed you previously, that looked horrible. But I tried to make it look good this time. And I included less text, and I put more artistic content in, more details, more aesthetics, and instead of using lines to connect things, explicitly I used colors to connect them implicitly. So I thought those were like creative ideas, and we're going to explore that some more. And we also are going to try and use more colorful, more interesting things, maybe some more emotions, to try and really um, excite different parts of our brains today in this podcast, instead of just hammering the one side that we're good at. We're going to have to expose a little bit of weakness Because it's also, um, it's also when you are um, learning those things, let's say writing with your left hand, it's also a, uh, it's something new, so it's going to require more work. They also said uh, write backwards, or write upside down, uh, walk backwards or use your left hand for things, or also try walking around with your eyes closed. <laughs> We're doing these, I mean, I guess these are things that would just cause you to learn new things. I'm not sure if they're all going to be right brain.
And I'm saying right brain the whole time. I really mean left brain people. Left. Left. No. It's the right brain for the left hand. Yes, the right brain. In any case. <clears throat> On the picture, I try to draw art. And um, the R, the art was connected to the word right, like a crossword puzzle. But I ran out of space, so I wrapped the part of the right around. And in the H of right, I used hand, art with the right hand. And then I put um, my right hand, my left hand on the, um, oh, did I right hand? See, I'm getting myself all confused here. I wanted to say right brain, but I wrote right hand. I really should have said left hand, right brain. Well, I can still recover. Because it says... Anyway, enough of that. I'm getting myself all confused, all mixed up. And the mix-ups between the right and the left, that's also a sign of a, a bad connection, I suppose. Dyslexia. I think it runs in the family. So welcome to my world. How you guys doing? Hope you had a good day. Are you ready for the election? Do you have your windows boarded up? I think we're gonna stick it out up here in the great white north. We're only like a half an hour from the New York border. We went to New York yesterday. We crossed into the city of Waverly. It appears they have a good, cute little downtown, cute little downtown and a major drug problem. Upstate New York. with all types of methadone clinics and recovery centers and addiction counseling. and I guess the pharmaceutical companies are really busy keeping the people of New York from questioning their authority, giving them drugs. It's like, yeah, here, take some opium. Get out of my face. saw this um, hair cutter yesterday. It said, uh, masks not required. And um, we had a good time just exploring the, uh, the area. Lots of cute little downtowns. We saw some antique shops. I forgot to give you the time. It's 4.44. Schnapsa, schnapsa. That was pretty lucky. So we picked up some SD cards. I got 128 gigas on this phone, so we're not going to run out of space anymore recording this bullshit. <laughs> I guess I got to laugh at myself sometimes.
definitely ruined my diet yesterday on Halloween with candy, smoked kielbasis, and the donuts, and the bagels, and all that good stuff. So we are going to have to really pull ourselves together now this t today. But I've been hankering for some kielbasa with sauerkraut. And um, the spicy cabbage that I made six months ago turned out to be awesome. And I had some of that last night. It was really yummy. So I'm quite happy with it. <clears throat> we had a good family day. We had wind trunk or treating. It was a drive-through trunk or treat. And it was really cute. Uh, one of the guys was dressed up as Thor. So a trunk or, a trunk or treat is when people set up displays in the back of their trunk of the car and they hand out candy and they do that in a parking lot but the COVID trunk or treat is when you drive by them wearing your mask and the kid in his costume is just in the back of the car and uh But he had fun anyway. And then we got to Thor. And uh, he got out and took a picture with Thor. So that was pretty awesome. We had fun. And he got lots of candy and a lot, not so much work. And we didn't get any trick-or-treaters on Halloween. Can you believe that? Somehow, people are under mind control. And it's not due to this podcast, let me tell you. And they decided to do trick-or-treat last Thursday instead of on the 31st. But anyway, Kiddo's having fun up here, playing with a pupper, little pit bull baby that we got, my sister got, and playing with the next-door kids, so everyone's happy. In downtown America, small city America. <clears throat> And he didn't play any computer games the whole day yesterday, except this one called uh, I don't know. It's one where they have some. You're on a spaceship, and you have these aliens that are eating your crew members. Among us. And they play that on the phone a little bit, but it's quite a cerebral game, so we let that go. Yeah. So, we're going to have fun today. So I really think um, that it's possible to create instructions in your brain to trigger creative or right brain activity. And um, I would say that the best source, but uh, those instructions have to be small, I think. And 
catalyze something like give me a theme or give me like one thing or a small thing like an, an idea and let me be creative with it <clears throat> you know and um I guess you could judge artistic talent, ability to express something, to convey a message, beauty, symmetry, and all that stuff. I have no idea. Does it look right? But what I'm trying to say is that the symbolic brain, the left brain, can communicate with the right brain over certain channels, like you talked about these bridges. And these bridges are narrow or wide, depending on ability and, and training. But they will always be necessarily constrained. And then we're gonna get into these ideas of encoding and unpacking. layering ideas on top of each other or things inside each other but even that will have its limits and I'm starting to get this idea that there are fixed points or fixed um, I can't explain constants or frameworks for this communication between the parts of the brain interfaces. <sighs> but I do think we're on to something. I see hope. I mean, I really feel like I resolved this entire question of art and code as in left brain and right brain and showing that they're not the same. And I think I've proven that at least to myself through my diagramming method. And I think it is possible to observe your own brain and observe your mind and do these experiments on yourself and come to the same conclusion. And what I'm looking for are experiments that will show how the right and the left brain communicate. So. I'm thinking the creative brain, the right brain, is going to look at the aesthetics of speech, let's say. And the left brain is going to, the analytical brain is going to decode the symbols of speech. 
So that's the first step. It has to be pleasing in sound and good enough quality. Have the right attributes of that to pass both. Well, it also has to be symbolically clear and make sense. So once we reach that level, then we're past the um, sensory level. Now we're going to get into imagining, saying that the symbolic level of what we're saying, it's like, oh, imagine a dragon, a fire-breathing dragon the size of a house. It's red with green eyes, and it smells like a coal-burning factory. And it's just sitting there munching on a cow, ignoring you. So now I've given you some instructions for you to imagine and I would say well we could say this happens on the subconscious level some of it but I also think it will happen on the right very the creative side which will do a lot of that painting and imagining of this picture like seeing the yellow belly of this dragon and the green sparkle of its eyes and little details like that being painted in by the right hand not the right hand, the left handed right brain <clears throat> and presented to your mind's eye and these details might be different, it doesn't matter because these are your details we don't over-specify it either. So I'm thinking this is kind of what we have instructions. The artist gives instructions for the construction of sensory perception or artifacts of the mind in the right, high, right side of the brain the creative or aesthetic side and this might be up and down right left I mean I don't know exactly where this stuff is located it doesn't really matter let's not get hung up on that let's just say we have a part of our brain or part of our mind that's able to interpret these messages and imagine them and we're going to kind of focus on that and try and see the distinction between the words and symbols in one part and the images and sensory perception or fake sensory perception, the imagination on the other side. So we have some function that takes these symbols and turns them into magic. And then we have another function that observes this imagination and then can turn it back into words or more images or whatever.
We can go anywhere we want with it from there. <clears throat> so I think that's kind of neat. As like a setup. And um, we can talk about this and we can do experiments with this. This setup. And I think that's what we've done here on this podcast is we have kind of shown how we can construct these symbols and construct these uh, imaginatory items using words and create sensory experiences that are not described by the words directly. <clears throat> They're not contained in the words. The words only trigger or key um, the experience. I mean, we went over this in the Beauty of Life episode a couple weeks back when I was at the university. And I can remember exactly where I was standing, exactly where I was walking when this happened. I was walking along near the University College of New Jersey in the middle of the night, talking to myself and you, my listener, recording this. Let me get a sip of this coffee. And I remember exactly when that was. So I have imprints for major moments in this podcast also burned into my brain. But maybe they didn't get shared with the whole audience. And maybe I really do need to go back and revisit these things and uh, clean them up. And maybe we actually have something to say now. for a larger audience. So I tried to get, oh, I figured out I can get an Apple ID without being an, buying an Apple device. So I registered, I set up my password. You just Google for how to get an Apple ID for free. And I did that. And now I created a support ticket with Apple saying that my podcast is not in their index. Please add it. And I said, um, and then I tweeted them. And I said, we have dedicated listeners and episodes every day. I didn't say how many dedicated listeners, but we have dedicated listeners. And uh, yeah, two more days till the election. But you know, if this turns into a drag, knockout, knockdown, drag them, drag out fight, we could take a year before the election is actually resolved.
if no one concedes and we get goes to the Supreme Court and all that fun stuff. I saw some pretty disturbing stuff up here. Lots of Confederate flags. I saw this one guy, he had a picture of the American flag being pulled back and underneath it was a Confederate flag. So it was a flag that was half Confederate and half American. And then uh, it had a hand pulling down the American flag to reveal the Confederate flag underneath it. But that was the whole flag itself. It was very disturbing. And then he had a big picture on his wall saying, gun owners for Trump. So we have some people who are obviously displaying the Confederate flag, which is a symbol of the um, South. And um, I would suppose that's a symbol of uh, white supremacy in some way. Or maybe it's just a symbol of rebelling against the system, but in any case, it disturbed me in some way. But um, just counting the, uh, the signs Trump versus Biden, I'm going to call Pennsylvania for Trump, like in 2016 as well. It surprised a lot of people, but not me, because driving through this state, that's all you see is Trump signs everywhere. No Agenda show said that was because the Trump signs are cheaper than the Biden signs. Oh, temperature, it's not that cold. It's not raining, it's not windy. I might be even overdressed with two sweatshirts, two hoodies and a hat. But I like to be nice and warm and toasty now. What the hell are we talking about, kids? Stream of random. What's this podcast all about, huh? Telling any jokes? Do I have anything interesting to say? Should I just stop the tape right now? We have to question ourselves sometimes. I do think that we've come up with some pretty good philosophy, some pretty bad art. And I guess it really is just picking the right things to embellish and then really embellishing them in a detailed way to highlight their importance. So instead of going over many, many things quickly, we go over one or two things slowly with lots of embellishment, lots of details, lots of supporting evidence and facts and examples coming at it with different from different ways 
that people might find it accessible and uh, slowing down. And that's kind of what I was thinking about is this right-left brain connection that you have to take one symbol or one idea from the uh, symbolic level and to bring it down to the creative level you need to slow it down and anchor it in place. Um, it's got to be rendered, let's say. I use up a lot of CPU. And you can't render everything. Your window is much, much smaller. And not everything will pass through. So you really got to choose your battles. Street by street, block by block. Room by room, word for word, has to be brought through the veil, the gate, the stage, put on the stage, and really made beautiful and accessible. Oh, deer. Now, these are the first deer that I've seen in Pennsylvania running around. I've got one, two, three, four, whole family. And they know to run, let me tell you. they're hungry up here and they all got guns and bows and ready to kill the deer not like down where I live where the deer run the place these deer are running fast let me tell you Yeah. So that would be cool if we had some way to make America walkable. We had a project, a website, and funding where we would identify key streets. key sections that would really benefit from being walkable and we could raise money and raise awareness across the country to fix parts and you wouldn't necessarily get your street fixed first but we would like rank it for like what are the most important ones I mean sure we could um Let's say we would raise money for the number one top voted project. Of course, you could raise money for your project locally and get funding for it. We would help you. But we would like do one project at a time, one street at a time, one intersection at a time and make them better. And hire or find, you know, all the different parts of the project, the work, the planning, regulatory, everything. Put that all together to make it happen. One street at a time. That would be great. 
that'd be a great little web app, a social change project. More than fix my street, fix the streets. Make the streets, make the world, make America, make New Jersey, make Pennsylvania. I mean, make walkable in general. And then we can have subdomains and sub, sub, subdomains down to your block, your area of concern, multiple levels, immutable blockchains would be very nice. I gotta take this hat off here, hold on. It is just too hot. All right. I gotta cool down a little bit here. It's gonna overheat. I think that would be an awesome project. Something that we could all take part in. And I thought about creating like, like a fix this street corporation that would either lease or buy the one little section of road that needs to be, to be repaired from the people to alleviate them of responsibility for it. You know, because they might not care about sidewalks. That there'd be different ways to do it. Yeah. That's what I mean by embellishing and working on one symbol. Like pushing it forward. And I guess we can't just bring all ideas into reality one at a time. That is going to be a fight. I think that's what we're learning from this. Even on a theoretical level. Wow. We are so lost in the mind. But. You're here with me. In the night. In the dark walking along this trail on Halloween. Expect to see something scary, huh?
Yeah. Well, I think we're going to take a break and think about all this a little bit and I'll get back to you. All right. Well, we had a little break. Listen to some more Tim Dillon show. That guy's crazy. Pretty funny. And I was thinking about this um, street project where you would submit, you know, the area of the street that's hard to cross or dangerous. And I guess really we should just study traffic accidents and look for like the most dangerous intersections or the places where pedestrians get hurt the most, like statistically, and try and fix those. But people would submit um, cases and say, well, this intersection is bad because, and then we'd have people review it and check all the evidence and build up a case fact-check, and um, people would vote. Now, I th the reason why I think this should all be blockchain is because the voting should cost money. And the voting should cost money because it costs money to vote. It costs resources to store your vote, to process your identity, to do all that fun stuff to tally it up. And if you really believe in something, you should also be willing to put a little bit of money behind it, even if it's a couple of cents. And those cents could add up and eliminate spam and um, <clears throat> in the end, I think it would uh, be a good thing. Distributed apps, blockchain technology, there's all types of stuff out there. We could probably build it on top of those things. It sounds crazy, but you know, a smart contract. decide like who wins the, the vote, tallies the vote and determines the winner. It would be a fair and open piece of code.
something to think about. It's going to require a lot of work, though. I mean, how strongly do I believe in it? Or is it just an idea, a passing idea? Sorry about the wind. It must be blowing across the microphone, creating noise. I'll be out of this patch right here soon. Yeah. I guess we could just ramble on about nothing for another half an hour. I could also go for a two-hour walk instead of a one-hour walk. I am feeling a little bit tired today. Must be because I ate something before I left. Something really bad. A donut. A chocolate donut. It made me feel tired. So, note to self, don't eat any chocolate donuts. And I know I shouldn't have eaten that chocolate Dunkin' Donut. It wasn't even good. continue this podcast later. Just give up. Put it on pause. Yeah. I'm going to put this on stop for now. And when inspiration hits me, I will be back. I'm not going to make you listen to me yawn. So thank you, my dear listeners, and hear you, talk to you soon. All right. Well, at the risk of having wind in my microphone and a bad sound quality, but you know, you guys are used to bad sound quality. If you wanted good sound quality, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, would you? listen to this podcast because you want the real shit, the live shit. You want to hear the that one hour a day from Mike's life where he's going for a walk, philosophizing and shooting the shit with you. And that's what we do here. Sometimes it's two or three hours. And we did a lot of clip shows, but I can't be bothered to clip things right now. It's cold. And I won't put my hands in my pockets, you know what I'm saying? I don't have that app that lets me clip things with voice commands yet, but we're going to build it. Now, <clears throat> Tim, uh, what's this guy's name? Tim Dillon, episode 224, American Chainsaw Massacre. He's basically saying that uh, Trump 
did one thing and he exposed the media for what it is. And he showed that a game show host who is vulgar and vain and um, narcissistic, just like all of the other Hollywood people, could use that to become president. And he used all of these negative qualities to his advantage because the people were so programmed to accept narcissism, vanity, and so forth. And that's an interesting way of looking at things. Instead of trying to be humble, Trump is not being humble. Right? He talks about things being huge and top and, you know, (laughs) and he trolls people and he's a bully. He's all of these negative um, things, just like in some bad TV show. And um, it just shows... Now, this is Tim Dillon's argument. He's just using uh, what's going on, how the media really is, and the news is, the news is vain and arrogant and narcissistic and non-factual, and he's just using those tools to win and exposing them what they are, he says. And that's a really interesting point of view. I like that. He makes it sound simple. And, you know, we love simple ideas. We don't like to have things too complicated. We like to have them simple, laid out for us, easy to understand, spoon-sized chunks. And, um... And it's kind of funny because it is refreshing to see Trump sticking it to the media, calling them fake news, and how Biden is really so fake. You know, and you see these politicians and they're so fake, and Trump is just an ass uh, for a lot of people, you know, and he does like stupid stuff. Um, And uh, people love it. He's not, um, so yeah, I mean, but he's also deeper than that. So anyway, I think, um, it's interesting. Tim's talking about how the election could be over already. I really, I really, uh, I don't know, but I just said from, I think that Pennsylvania will vote for him. I don't know about the other states. I was in Virginia. Um, I saw a lot of Trump stuff. Maryland, not too sure, a little bit. Pennsylvania, I think, is an important state. Wisconsin, never really been to Wisconsin. It's up by Chicago. Well, anyway, I'm going to go uh, listen to some more podcasts. I just thought I'd jump in and record this little segment. I thought it was interesting. And uh, let's see what else we have to listen to today. Okay, guys. 
Uh, I don't have time today. That's it. That's all I got. Sorry. Have a great day.